Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve. You reached my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Today is July 10th, 2021. It is currently 3.29 a.m. in the morning, and I am in a very good mood, if you can notice. So today is a Saturday, but today's podcast is all about weddings. So it's technically Wedding Wednesday on a Saturday? Huh, I don't know. It's Wednesday somewhere, right? In the, in the universe? <laughs> all right. I'm in a really good mood. I got the good music playing. So why am I in a good mood? Well, I got out of a horrible wedding. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I just feel so good right now because I saw the writing on the wall. I saw the boat. It was on fire. It didn't sink yet. And I got off that boat before things got worse. Now, if you're curious what this entire podcast is going to be about... It's going to be about horrible wedding planners. And um, why did I make this podcast? Well, I I just encountered maybe, I would have to say, one of the worst, I guess, wedding planners out there. Now, I know you've listened to me complain about other wedding companies, but those wedding companies are corrupt, but they still get the job done. At the end of the day, they're still delivering a product to the customer, and for the most part, Many of their customers are still happy, right? They're just ripping them off or like cheating them or doing things under the, you know, which I wouldn't do. But at the end of the day, their customers are still happy. They have no idea they're getting ripped off. They have no idea things could be better, but at least things are logistically sound. And in this case of the wedding that I just got out of, it had nothing to do with one of my clients. You know, if anyone books with me, they get the best service and everything is logistically sound. Uh, this was regarding a wedding that had someone, a friend of mine, had actually contacted me and to, to see if I could help them or assist them in photographing a wedding for them. And I said, absolutely, I could definitely do it, right? So why not? Because I, you know, I know this guy, I worked with, with him before, um, not in a wedding sense, but we, we were doing a, a film shoot of his before. And uh, he's a really, really close friend of mine. I really, really like him. Even to this very day, I still really like him, right? But in this situation, um, he got me into a bad situation and I'm just really glad I got out of it. So I'm going to be explaining why I got out of it and uh, why I think that this wedding is just going down... Ah, oh, geez, the toilet. Why don't I just say that? The, the toilet, right? And uh, now I'm going to get into that right after I get back from these messages because I have to pay the bills, right? So stick around. I'm going to cut the commercial and we're going to get straight in to this bad wedding planner. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Oh, I'm still happy. I am still on cloud nine, everyone, that I'm out of this wedding. <laughs> I am. Oh, man. You know, <laughs> oh, I, I wish I had a video podcast going on because I have a smile edge to edge on my face right there. Just from both edges. Oh, my God. I can't stop smiling. All right. 
this wedding is going to be a disaster. Oh my God. I pray it's not. I hope I'm wrong because um, I hope at the end, everything just falls together perfectly because again, it has nothing to do with the bride. I hope she has a beautiful wedding, but this wedding planner has no idea what in the world she's doing. Now, what happened here? Well, <laughs> this is the full story. Um, I guess there was a bride who was uh, being a little bit complicated and um, she had talked to her mother or a relative and, and she said she needed to find a wedding planner in Hawaii. Now, this bride lived in California and she was planning a pretty big gala wedding. I want to say it's a big gala wedding. There's only 80 people. So 80 people is not very big, right? So why don't even, we'll just say it's 80 people. And I would say that's technically, that's on the small side because a gala wedding would have maybe a couple hundred people, right? So 80 people is very manageable. I could do that in my sleep. So this bride um, tries to contact other wedding planners and apparently they quit on her because, you know, she may be a little difficult. Now, I'm not sure if she is. I never talked to her. This is not my client. And uh, what happened was that she um, talked to her mother and then her mother got her friend who lives in Hawaii to step up to the plate to actually don the hat of a wedding planner because this friend of hers, and we're just going to call this wedding planner Speedy, um, she was a very successful business person and that this uh, Speedy thought she owed the mother a favor because this mother was very kind to her when she, I guess, uh, set foot in this country and uh, she became very, very successful. So she wanted to pay back this mother for all of the great things that she had actually done uh, for her. So this is a, a really, really good intentions right there. I mean, this Speedy, the wedding planner who talks like a million miles per hour, uh, entered into this with the greatest intentions possible. Unfortunately, she bit off a little too much. So what made her one of the worst wedding planners out there that I've encountered? Well, logistically, this entire wedding was a mess or is a mess. Now, this bride, um, she... She said that um, she aspired, or one of her dreams was to get married on the beach. She wanted a beach wedding. And, uh, and then she, on top of that, she wanted a reception that was outdoors. Now, if she would have um, come to me, the first thing to my mind is that if we're going to do an outdoor wedding, first of all, we have to pick a place that has very, very, uh, very, very much um, stable weather. So in this case, we're going to go to the, either with the West Shore or the North Shore. And in, and in this case, I would probably suggest uh, somewhere such as Luolu Palms, which is on the North Shore. They have a private estate, and then that private estate butts up right to the beach, and it's perfect for sunset shots. And right there on the lawn, you could actually create, um, I guess, a nice reception for about 80 people, have music. You can blast it because there's nobody who lives around that area. There's nothing but trees. And then on top of that, just right down the street, uh, maybe about 10 minutes away, you have a hotel. Or, or, or even closer, you can have a bed and breakfast to, that you can just, you know, stay at. So it's, it's very easy. And the North Shore is just beautiful. And at this beach right here, you wouldn't have to deal with any tourists on the beach because it's very much private. It's not a private beach, but this location makes it private because it's very hard to get to unless you swim into this cove. So Lulu Palms is great, by the way. So if all of you brides out there who want to get married on the beach, uh, and you have about 80 people, 100 people, even 200 people, Lulu Palms is great. Now, this would make everything simple, right? 80 people, catering, all, the, all done. I could plan that in my sleep, and you just hire a few people. And I think that wedding may cost maybe, at the most, maybe about 20000 maybe $30,000, I think maybe, maybe 30, 40, 40,000 is the very high end, but maybe 30,000, right? 
Now, what does Speedy, the I guess the wedding planner, do? She overcomplicates everything. So what does she do? She ends up booking Paradise Cove um, as the location. Now, Paradise Cove is on the West Coast, right? And then she books the Sheraton Moana Surfrider as a reception, which is in Waikiki, an hour drive away. And then on top of that, in between that, she books a lunch for the wedding couple that happens on that day um, at a Vietnamese restaurant. It doesn't make any sense, right? So what's going to happen on that wedding day? The wedding couple is going to be staying at the Sheraton Moana Surfrider early in the morning at 4.30. I mean, they're, they're, they're staying at the Sheraton Moana Surfrider in Waikiki. So they have to get ready now really early in the morning. And then they have to travel to Paradise Cove at, by 10 a.m., which is a long drive and maybe in rush hour traffic. And then after that, they're going to go to this Vietnamese restaurant. And then right after that, they're going to go to the, to um, this uh, dinner at the reception at the Moana Surfrider. Why did it get so complicated? It didn't need to be that complicated. And, all, and now the budget is at around $120,000 or something like that. It's crazy. It doesn't need to be that high. Not at all. And the location there at Paradise Cove, well, the beach location is not a very good beach location because it's not very private. So right behind the altar, there will be tourists in their bikinis showing up in the video, showing up in the photos. That's not good. Not good whatsoever. So what would happen if I did, if I did the photography? I will end up having to actually... Uh, um, uh, Photoshop every single, I guess, person in the bikini out of there. And it may not even be possible because if there's more tourists than sand, and in this case, there may very well be, huh, you're in trouble, right? You can't Photoshop them out. You have to like kind of take, you kind of have to superimpose a fake background. Now, this, that's only the, the tip of the iceberg when it came to the problems. My main thing was that this wedding planner also planned to have the wedding ceremony for about one hour. Who in the world has a one hour long beach ceremony? That's way too long. You know, <laughs> Catholic ceremonies run about one hour and this wedding right here will not run about one hour. The ceremony will not. And she had no idea who the minister was going to be. And then the couple had no idea. She had no idea what, what type of um, service the couple wanted, whether it's not, it's going to be a Christian ceremony, a Hawaiian ceremony, if they're going to write their own vows or anything like that. And she had no idea who the, who the minister was going to be and no idea how the couple would communicate with that minister or the couple would communicate to the wedding planner and the, and the wedding planner would then communicate to the minister. She had no idea how, how to do any, that, do any of that or, and she didn't even know if that was important or not, which was so crazy. And then this was like really bad. So I should have actually backed out, I guess, when I heard about this wedding in the first place. So what happened was that this uh, this wedding planner approached other photographers and videographers uh, to to actually capture the wedding, right? And every single photographer and videographer gave their gave her this astronomical price of like six thousand to ten thousand dollars, and um, and then told her to pay a hundred percent down payment before they even shot the wedding. Now, <laughs> I actually ended up. She, she must have called up a lot of people because I tried when I tried to get out of this. I called up a few people to see if they could cover for me, and they said that. No way are they touch. They heard about this wedding. They know who I was talking about. And the reason why they gave such a really astronomical price with 
basically, you know, um, stupid down payment, I guess, uh, protocols was because none of them wanted to actually take it. I mean, they, they usually ask for about 50% down, like how I do, right? Not 100% down. <laughs> and their prices are nowhere near $10,000 or $6,000. And here we go, because they're giving her these prices because they don't want to do the job. And all of them, you know, basically, I think three or four of my friends said they don't want to do their job at all. They know exactly who I'm talking about, about that lady who just talks a million miles per hour. So, uh, and on top of that, they saw the writing on the wall that this ship was going down. So bravo to them for like you know, being a lot better at like, uh, I guess, I guess uh, fig- figuring this out before I did. Now, what happened was that I, I was still not involved with this project while this planning was going on. My friend calls me up because I guess he gets contacted by, I guess he's, he's also friends with this wedding planner. And, uh, he gets, con- he gets, he gets, he gets uh, asked to do the video and photography for this wedding. And he agrees to do it for the $6,000 price. And then he contacts me and asks, well, me, if I could do the photography. And I say, well, I worked with him before and you're a good friend of mine. Of course I can help you out. Right. And he doesn't even know when the actual wedding date is. And he tells me it's August 2nd. Right. So. At the last minute, I get a call to meet with this uh, wedding planner down at the Sheraton Moana Surfrider um, to learn all about this wedding, right? Immediately when I meet them, uh, they start addressing me as the wedding photographer for that day. Now, I have not even gotten any money down from this couple. I did not sign any contract. Um, I have no idea when the wedding date is. And I'm asked, trying to ask them, well, when is the wedding date? And finally, they, they tell me it's August 8th, and luckily, I have that day free. So I said, okay, I do have that day free. Let's start talking. But still yet, I have not yet agreed to do the wedding, right? I have agreed to help out my friend, but not agreed to do the wedding. So automatically, you're thinking, okay, I'm part of this crew. Now, after that, I start getting to know this Speedy, the wedding planner. Again, I call her Speedy because she talks a million miles per hour, and she always talks about herself, right, how great she actually is. And how successful she actually is. And she's a very successful businesswoman. But again, she's not a wedding planner. And then she starts telling me about her logistics of how she planned everything and all these different types of things. And I'm thinking in my head, this is a disaster. And then on top of that, I'm trying to calculate how long it will take. Now, this they want me to photograph this wedding from about 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning till like late at, late at night, the last dance, right? So it's going to be a full day, whole, a huge expo. And then I, I told her, well, that's going to be a very, very long day. And then she tells me something really strange is that she said in the middle of the day, she's going to have to take a shower and just just take a nap. <laughs> this is the wedding planner, right? She's telling me that. And she said she, t- she, say, she thinks that everyone should take a shower or maybe take a nap in the middle of the day so you guys can, can continue on later on at night. And I told her, that's not happening. And she's telling me, no, you should take a shower and take a nap. <laughs> and I said, no, 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 no. And I, and I told her, you shouldn't either. The wedding planner should not be taking a shower or, or taking a nap in the middle of the entire damn wedding day. That's one thing you're, you, you basically don't do. So if that wasn't that bad, right? They start telling me, well, the bride and, they, they told the bride and groom that they're going to do a photo shoot on August 4th. And they want to enlarge one of the pictures from that photo shoot for the wedding on August 7th. And this enlargement would be very large, not a regular 20 by 30 shot, maybe one that's maybe about four feet wide, maybe three feet long, huge. 
I mean, this is huge, right? And I'm saying to myself, I said, I don't know a printer that can print out a four-color separation, do it perfect on the first run, and uh, not have any problems with it, and maybe I won't be happy with it, you know, but to do it right within two days and to get it 100% right, and I don't know how we're going to mount this thing. This would be kind of cheesy, right? I mean, what really looks elegant is a 20 by 30 shot, a nice shot on an easel, a nice golden easel that the hotel can provide. But apparently, no, they want to do this like shot, you know, on top of a vinyl, I guess, you know, poster type of vinyl thing. It's like, what? Where did you ever get this idea? This is stupid. And apparently, it's Speedy's idea. And this timeline to actually get this done is way too close. It is cutting it so close. I mean, you do the photo shoot on a Wednesday and the wedding is on a Friday. That is close. That is so close. So even then, I'm telling her, I'm really concerned about that timeline. I'm really, 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 really concerned. My friend thinks it's not a concern. I am, red flags are just going off. And I'm telling my other friend there, I really don't want to do anything with this wedding. I really, really don't want to do with it. So I'm already kind of having one foot out of it, even though I'm, I'm acting as though I want to do it, right? Um, but so I still have no money down, no, nothing yet. And then I tell the, the wedding planner, Speedy, that if you can get this wedding couple down as soon as you can, if they come down here beforehand to check everything out, we can do the engagement shot there. Then at least give us a lot more time to do the, do the whole, like, you know, the, the, the whole, the whole, the whole enlargement thing and get it done right. And at least like then I could, you know, take them to nice, nice areas and we can get some sh pictures done. So what happens is that apparently this wedding planner is able to convince them to come down to check out everything at the last, but she doesn't tell me. And get this, she doesn't tell the bride to bring down her wedding dress or the groom to bring down his tuxedo. So we can't even do their quote-unquote, it's not really an, an engagement shot if they're dressing up, but they're nice photos. And then all of a sudden, I get a phone call in a couple of days ago saying, Steve, meet us at 9 a.m. at Paradise Cove. The couple wants to meet with you. Whoa. First of all, again, I didn't even book with them. I have no money down with them. We didn't even sign any contract. And now they want to book with me to figure out where they're going to be shooting. And secondly, 9 a.m., I already have plans. I already have plans. I mean, I'm a very big, busy, busy, busy guy. I'm doing already something at 9 a.m., right? I, I have wedding couples who I have to meet. I have own clients who I have to meet with. I have phone calls. I have wedding inquiries to, cut, you know, to, to catch up on. And I tell Speedy, the wedding planner, look, I can't meet them over there because, and what you're, like, you should ask me next time what time to meet them there because, again, you know, this is not, maybe during COVID when I wasn't busy, I could meet with them, but now I'm freaking busy, right? I'm really, really freaking busy. So, you know, she gets a little flustered. She says, well, I, you know, from the, the tone of your voice, I can tell that you're very stressed out. I said, no, you're not being professional. This is simple logistics. And then I asked her, did the couple bring down their clothes, their wedding dress and everything to actually get them so we can do these engagement shots or whatever, because we can do it now? And she said, no. And I asked, why didn't you tell them to bring down the clothes? And she said, well, because I thought we could do it on, on August 4th. I said, I already told you to get it done. We're gonna, if they're going to come down early, we can get it done early. It'll be so much easier logistically. We don't have to worry about getting that second print or that big enlargement done. And she said, well, I just didn't think it, we'd have to worry about it. I said, oh my God, you know, this, 
wedding planner doesn't know anything. And then I start going over with her the logistics of that day. On that day at Paradise Cove, she has me slated for a photo shoot for only 15 minutes after the ceremony. That is 15 minutes. 15 minutes. I can't do anything in 15 minutes. I can get a few poses. I can't get them all. I don't even know the makeup artist, right? Like she booked some makeup artist who I've never even worked with before. And I'm not even sure if she's going to be using the right makeup because if I, because I shoot with a flash and if they use the wrong type of makeup powder or anything like that, the bride would just look really oily if there's SPF inside the foundation. And then she won't even tell me who the hell this makeup artist is. <laughs> so it's bad. It's really, really, really bad. And in fact, I think she did tell me her name and it was a nobody. And she didn't want to book the person who I use all the time, Lexi from Beauty Spell, who is the best makeup artist in Hawaii. That's why all my photos come out good. I mean, really, it's all about photos and hair. And, and it's just stupid. It's really just stupid. It's like, oh my God, like this thing is just going down. There's so many things going down. I, 15 minutes to do a photo shoot. And get this. The bride and groom also want to take family pictures, right? Well, why can't we take it right there on the beach at that time? We can't do it because we, she did it a lot enough time. She has to get everyone on the bus to go to this lunch that they shouldn't be, even be going to. You know, screw the lunch. Let's get the photos done, right? You know, the couple traveled across the Pacific Ocean. This couple, they want to get married on the beach. They want photos on the beach. They want, they saw my work. They want these epic photos, which we can do, but we can't do it in 15 minutes. Give me two hours, right? That's usually how it is, right? That's really, really usually how it is. You get married and then the couple goes off and takes pictures while everyone else you know, starts gallivanting around, they hang out at the bar, and by the time they're done and happy and drunk, the reception will go on, and they're not going to eat anything for lunch because comes come dinner time, it's going to be a nice old buffet, and they're just going to stuff their faces, right, and get drunk, even more drunk for the rest of the night. Oh. This wedding planner does not know what in the hell she's doing. What makes things worse, she wants a quick wedding video edit, right? A quick wedding video edit. And then on top of that, <laughs> there's no video rental. There's no screen rental. And then on top of that, my friend who's going to be doing the video editing, they have no idea where they're going to set up their computer. To, to They've never done it before. They have no idea on how to do a quick wedding video edit. I mean, a video of the ceremony, they have no idea how to do it because they've never done it before. And, I, and I was, I'm telling my friend, why have you guys, everyone there basically have, has bitten off more than they can chew. And unfortunately, this bride is, everything is just going to fall apart on it. And I just don't want to be any part of that. Now, I start telling my friend, and I start telling her, now, you're not a professional wedding planner. My friend is not a professional videographer. And uh, the only one with a professional wedding company out here who does planning is me. So who is the couple going to complain to when everything hits the fan? It's going to be me. How do I know? And I was telling her, how do I know that she's not going to just drop my name, which she had already done. She had already dropped my company name and said, hey, this company of 20 years of experience is going to be kind of behind everything, which I'm not. Right? And what if they complain about my services 
when I'd have nothing to do with the wedding, nothing to do with the wedding planning, absolutely nothing, right? It's just bad. It's, you know, so I, you know, basically I told this woman, Speedy, that's not her real name again, that I'm out. And I told her flat out, I'm sorry, I'm out. You're a nice person, but logistically, I can't do this. Logistically, it can't happen. Everything that day, I see it's just going to turn into some type of nightmare. I can see it already. And I'm sorry, I'm out. And, and, and I told her flat out, you're unprofessional. And you should not have been do- doing this. You're not a wedding coordinator. Not right now. You're not a wedding planner. You're a smart woman, but you're not a wedding planner. And I told her that. Right. And then right after that, I just hung up the phone. And I had to make that statement out there because, again, you know, I want to, you know, tell her that to put her in her place because she has to, she actually has to tighten up everything. And hopefully, you know, my stern, very blunt, you know, I guess comments right there woke her up because everything right here is just turning into a disaster. Now, what does this apply to you? You know, if things don't make sense to you, if you're working with a wedding planner and things don't make sense to you logistically, you have to raise your voice. You really, really have to raise your voice. And uh, I'm going to quote a guy here who I uh, admire when he says, sometimes the only way up is out. So that's kind of like in the term of gambling right here. So in some ways, the only way to win is to get out of a bad deal. So in this case, the only, for me, the only way for me to win was to get out of this wedding. And I'm so happy I got out of this because I was dreading that day. August 8th coming up and pff, things are not well planned at all. Things are not. And I'm, I feel bad because I'm not going to be there to help the bride pull things together when they need it to be put together. But again, you know, I just don't want to be part of it because I think it's already everything's wrong. Everything is wrong. And on top of that, it won't be profitable for me too. So at $6,000, do you think it sounds like a lot of money, right? Well, there's a lot of personalities involved. Let me see. There's about five people who are going to be involved with this. Five people? You divide, you know, 6,000 by five? It's a little, and I think there's maybe six people who are going to be be involved. So it's about one grand a piece, right? So one grand a piece, and guess who's doing most of the work? It's going to be me. I have to do the engagement shoots, I have to do the photo shoots, I have to do the post-production work and everything. And on top of that, on that day, I would more than likely be also be putting the hat on as a wedding planner because she would not be able to know. She wouldn't be she wouldn't know what to do. And I think during the middle of the day, she planned to go to sleep. <laughs> so that's bad. That's really, really bad. <laughs> anyway. That's the story I have for you today. Again, you can see why I'm so happy. <laughs> to reiterate, this is not my client, all right? I was, you know, pulled into this because I was trying to do a, a solid for one of my friends. And uh, I'm not doing a solid for, uh, for this wedding anymore because, <laughs> you know, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. I'm, sometimes I'm too nice of a guy. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2Movies. That's BBQ2Movies. 
Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.